Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back, Surgeon Masters. Dr. David Hanscom is our guest on this mini podcast on expressive writing. David is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon specializing in complex spine problems. He is the author of Back in Control, A Surgeon's Roadmap Out of Chronic Pain. The principles of dealing with and solving chronic pain are similar to those coping with and thriving on stress. He is the founder of DOC Project, which stands for Direct Your Own Care. This is a self-directed, structured rehabilitation protocol for chronic pain patients. He also co-founded Awake at the Wound, which brings athletic performance principles into the operating room. Welcome to Surgeon Masters, David. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Very happy to be here. Your book and blogs have many helpful strategies for dealing with chronic stress and anxiety. Turns out that anxiety is a neurochemical response to the environment, which ensures survival. It's critical to understand that this is part of the unconscious brain, which has been found to be around a million times stronger than the conscious brain. That's why anxiety is not solvable using rational means. Strategies that utilize sensations and experiences to calm down the nervous system are effective. That's why talk therapy alone is ineffective. There are many principles that are valuable to patients and surgeons, but one that I asked you to highlight on this episode was the technique of expressive writing. Can you share with us a little background into your experience learning this skill? To calm the nervous system requires decreasing the body's automatic stress response, including the secretion of stress chemicals such as adrenaline and cortisol. Stress, by definition, by the way, is a threat. Otherwise, it wouldn't be considered stress. To redirect the nervous system's response first requires creating an awareness of your automatic survival response and then creating some space between your stressor and your response. So instead of being stress automatic survival response, is stress choice of response. Then you can redirect your brain to program in a less intense response. The most basic redirecting strategy is an abbreviated form of mindfulness that I call active meditation. You simply focus on any sensation for three to five seconds. This will be the topic of another discussion. I was first introduced to expressive writing by happenstance. I picked up a book, Feeling Good, by David Burns in 2002 to try a different approach to dealing with my own extreme anxiety. He suggested to start to write, and he recommended writing in a three-column format, which I still recommend. Within a couple of weeks, I felt a shift that I couldn't explain. It was my first hint of hope in 15 years of a severe burnout. Within six weeks, my anxiety and pain had significantly decreased. Six months later, after I acknowledged my anger issues, I was free of pain. I originally thought it was the book, which is excellent. It turns out that the writing has more influence in creating the shift than the actual content. What expressive writing does, it creates an awareness and separation. It's not the final solution because you you then have to learn how to redirect your nervous system, but it is the one necessary foundational step. With myself included and my patients, nothing really definitive happens until this one exercise is started. There's over 300 almost 400 research papers that have shown that the power of writing has on the nervous system. Historically, the research has been focused on writing down negative thoughts and about prior traumas. However, more recent papers have shown that positive writing is also effective. The free writing of current thoughts and feelings is easier than dredging up the past. I published my first book in 2012, which was the first edition. And in that edition, I recommended the negative writing, as that's where most of the research had been done. I didn't know the extent of the research, and it turns out there are hundreds of papers that document the effectiveness of the exercise. 
I've become an expert now through reading many papers, but more importantly, by walking my patients through it. When I walk into a patient's room, I can tell within a few minutes if a given patient has begun to write. There's lots of resistance to, to it in the beginning, and I'm continually challenged to present the expressive writing in a way that makes sense. One problem is that it is so effective and simple that the patients feel like there's an extreme, that their extreme suffering is actually being dishonored. So for someone with limited familiarity, what are the basic principles that can make expressive writing most effective? What's really critical is after you write down your thoughts, you have to immediately destroy the piece of paper, shred it, burn it, um, tear it up. Don't just crumple it. And what happens when you destroy it, you're not getting rid of the thoughts. It allows two things to happen. First, it allows you to write with freedom, rational or irrational thoughts, positive or negative, doesn't matter. And then you want to write down specific thoughts or emotions exactly as they come to you. Just random thoughts. does not have to be legible. And you just have to get your pen to the paper. Secondly, the reason why people tear them up is to not spend time analyzing the thoughts. This is just a separation process. They're just thoughts. If you want to spend energy understanding your thoughts or concepts, you're just actually reinforcing them. So your brain's going to develop wherever you place your attention. And if you want to place your attention on analyzing these thoughts, you might as well put your hand into a hornet's nest. The exercise is just a separation process, and that's it. After you've done the writing, again, immediately destroy the paper. It's the most critical part of the exercise. So, David, any suggestions on what not to do? Well, it's interesting because a lot of people just want to hold on to the writing. It's like they identify with it. And so, obviously, there's all sorts of creative writing and journaling you can do. This is a very specific exercise, and it's really critical not to keep these thoughts. It's very counterproductive. Another other thing is people want to write a lot. In other words, they keep a pad of paper. They'll write three, four, five, six times a day. And I feel like it represents a need to control the thoughts. And what you're trying to do is simply separating from the thoughts. It's not problem solving. And I have a colleague, Joe Conico, over at the pain center who he and I have trained each other for years. And he just made a very consistent, clear point that if you simply want to hold on to the writing, you're going to hold on to your pain. So it's very consistent. So don't keep a notepad. And initially, if you find the writing uncomfortable, just stop it. You can always do it later. Um, I've been doing it for 15 years, and it's just a really simple three to five minutes a day, once or twice a day, and it's really very simple. So would it be fair to ask our Surgeon Masters listeners to find a few minutes in their busy lives to start a habit or practice of expressive writing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, even, even if it's been just 30 seconds in the morning writing down things, somehow it, it changes the day. It connects me to the day. And I drive my staff a little bit crazy, by the way, because they end up talking to my patients more and I get behind. So there's something about even 30 seconds in a given morning to somehow connect you to the day. And I'm not sure what happens. So maybe if they even just write this down a couple, uh, pick a couple times or once in a week to, tr to try it out, and they might even be able to compare their days uh, when they're doing it and when they're not and get uh, a little bit of a sense as to uh, the benefits that they have. Right. I mean, I, I am like everybody else. I will, will write consistently for a while. And then if I quit writing for two or three weeks, um, my symptoms come back. I don't sleep as well. My anxiety goes up. My ears start to ring. My migraines start coming back. My neck hurts. Your skin rashes pop up. And so it's remarkably consistent. And it's fascinating because it's such a simple exercise. But the documented results on asthma, irritable bowel syndrome, autoimmune disorders, athletic performance. It's remarkable how powerful the research is on the effectiveness of the expressive writing. So everyone, our call to action is to find a few minutes a couple times per week to put pen to paper writing down thoughts and feelings as they come to you. And when you're done, destroy the paper. Right. 
And by the way, if you want some depth to the whole process, we're going through this by necessity pretty quickly, but I have a website, backincontrol.com, and just go to stage one, and it talks about the writing and active meditation, and it explains in some detail how to do it and then why. And I think you'll find a lot of benefit from that also. So it's backincontrol.com. Well, thanks so much. Our listeners will make their action plans based upon your great suggestions. We really appreciate your expertise, and we look forward to a follow-up episode on this. Thanks so much for sharing your strategy. Yeah, thank you very much. I enjoyed this. Thank you. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith, along with David Hanscombe. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.